Hello and welcome to Wandering Witches. I'm Dustin. I'm Magdy. And we are joined by two of our friends. Well, actually three. Uh, three of our friends. <laughs> sorry. Uh, and we are actually not wandering. We're going to be doing interviews. Yeah, we're, this, is, this is a new one for us. We're changing it up. Um, so we're going to let our friends introduce themselves. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. Hi, I'm Sina and I have been uh, learning under Magdy for the past few months. There you go. Uh, I'm Rowena, and I have been teaching myself for the most part. All right. Great. So, yeah, we really didn't have a, a topic or anything. Like every, our usual huh? listeners know that we have a topic usually, but we're just going to ask questions, put people on the spot. Yeah, put people on the spot. Um, it's really interesting to us to find out where people are, how they learn, what their interests are. So we're going to start out. I even got all official and typed up questions. Woohoo! Yeah. Okay. So we'll start out. And what we're going to do, you guys just answer as we go. Okay. Okay. Um, like, like I said, the obvious first question is how did you come to witchcraft? Um, well, after me and Kaylin met, I kind of started getting a lot of signs that I felt were pointing in that direction. So I just started researching on my own for how that could be done. Went out and bought a tarot deck and kind of started from there. Nice. I actually performed my first spell at 16 and was like, wow, this actually worked really well. And then put it down until probably just last year. Okay. Well, that kind of goes into the how long ago thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So how long ago so how long have you guys practiced? do you guys, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, it's been almost a year. I think you few months we hit the one year mark for me. Nice, Yay. nice. And nice. I guess since I picked it back up, it's been since what? July, I yes. think? Yeah. Yep. Since last July. Back yeah. July. Yep. And, and we made sure to grab some pretty new people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, I'm, and I have, in six months, we're going to revisit this. I'm going to ask the same questions. That's why I wanted to type it out. Yeah. So, and then possibly in a year, we'll do it again, just to see progress. It's really interesting for me to, um, as having done this for like forever, to see somebody's progress. So, okay, so um, it's, I'm, we're gonna go on to recently, it's been a thing to label your craft and your practice. Um, so how do you see yourself, like a kitchen witch, a hedge witch, whatever? Personally, I kind of don't label myself too much. If I had to, I would just say Norse pagan in general. I don't do a particular form of witchcraft overall. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> I have no idea what a hedge witch is. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a garden witch, but yeah. with shears. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I guess that leads into the question. Actually, it's off the list, but I want to yeah. ask how important you guys actually think titles are. Do you think they uh, yeah. have any importance in the community? No. Personally, I feel like titles are just another way to segregate yourself into a group that is Amen. like super particular and clicky. Amen. Exactly. I don't like that. I would rather have no label than be put in that box where I can only do one thing. Yeah. Because I'd rather learn everything than just right. be like, I only do kitchen stuff. But right. see, at that point, I feel like sometimes people use the titles as a, this is my specialty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like, and see, and that's kind of, I don't know if we touched on this or if she's talking about it, but like the reason we do this podcast is because we like to talk about 
the quote unquote state of the pagan community and here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So that's why we bring up questions like that is right. because uh, it, it seems a, to be it seems to be um, especially the titles thing. People think that having a title is going to delineate their practice from someone else's. And I always I'm eclectic just because I'm totally eccentric. I have studied for so many years that I don't fit in a pigeonhole. Yeah. Uh, but in the community right now, eclectic witch is a bad thing. What? A very bad connotation. Yeah, yeah I have seen that a lot. Um, I do, I'm on TikTok a fair amount, and I have seen a lot of that where if you label yourself eclectic, suddenly that's just bad and you shouldn't take their advice or anything because yeah. Well, they're not focused anywhere, so they can't know anything, kind of. I'm going right. to take it a step further and call myself an eccentric witch then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and with all of that in mind, what is your actual focus? Um, Do you want a minute to think? Yeah, I, I need a minute. I like <laughs> herbs. I like making things. Um, I recently let my whole front yard grow over with dandelions. I've started learning how to use their petals, their roots, their their leaves. Um, I grow a lot of herbs on my own. Um, I guess, the, according to him, that's what a, a head witch is. <laughs> I really like the, the herbalistic side of things. Okay. I do particularly enjoy that and have many plans to get a giant garden when we move out of here. Because I really just love working with the earth and the elements in general, so that's, yeah. that's always kind of where my focus has been, is with the elements and things I can do from the earth itself instead of, yeah. yeah. Okay, Kaylin, you got anything to put in on there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the focus, I know that given that I'm kind of the outlier here being that I'm technically a servant of Christ, although the weirdest one I've ever met. <laughs> um, so the focus of my own practice has just been to help foster growth and good things within other people. Awesome. Awesome. Right. That's yeah, yeah, that's our that's our focus. Yeah. Is is teaching and trying to get our community out there to, so people yeah. see that we're just normal people yeah and, and that's that's why we started our group three years pagans is because we want to basically we're not trying to really teach anything we're just trying to make a space available for people to talk about for people to talk about. yeah you know and yeah. speaking of which like on that whole note though herbology one of the first times i met cena she brought this box of uh herbs that she had no idea what they were and everything was <laughs> little had, tiny yeah, bottles little, and uh, yeah. it was really cute a friend of ours gave it, it, was gave it to her it was adorable so i went through and i said this is this and this is this and this is this <laughs> of course I had, I had to smell everything yeah so. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's a thing you go through in any of the metaphysical shops you gotta smell it. on that oh, yeah. no. just just for the viewers i i had a little jar full of these little yellow crystal like mm -hmm. things and I had no idea what it was, and so I popped it in my mouth, and it tasted like soap. And she said it was co copal. It's copal. Copal. Yeah. Yeah. It tasted like soap. I was like, oh, that is I not. Eaten copal. Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next question I have is, and this is really important to me, is how do you study? 
Yeah, like where do you get your information from? Where do you get your from? information? How, how does that affect you? Is it if, because you're remote and you're person to person. So how does, how does that affect you? Um, I do a lot of my research through books and the internet. I definitely prefer finding like older sources for stuff, which is a little easier online these days. But I mean, I have tons of witchcraft books and herb books and all kinds of stuff. So it's a bit of a mix of both. I do try and like to talk to people who've been doing it longer than I have, like right. you, and see what they've tried and what they haven't, and just kind of collect kind of from every source I can. There you, go. there you go. I do it pretty similar. I think I'm. I think I'm mostly on the internet and annoying Magdi at like twelve thirty <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I don't sleep anyway, so I don't <laughs> if I could get a hold of books, I would want to. I would want to get like good recommendations, specifically because I feel like there's so much information there out is. there that I. It's overwhelming. It is. It is overwhelming, and yet lately you really have to be careful with what it is that you're reading, mm -hmm. what it, who you're getting your information from, because there's a lot of really whoops weird funky stuff out there. Yeah, like that was a problem we I ran into really bad initially. Was like there were so many books, and I was like, but half of them say something completely contradictory. Yeah, right. See, so what problem. am I supposed to trust here? I liked the old BNN because old BNN carried like informational pagan stuff. Now right? they carry like love potions galore yeah. in right. a three hundred page tome yeah. and Spencer's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is like you have like two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, and mm -hmm. it's like. It's like, you know, the Spencer stuff is literally kind of mass-produced, just, like, generic stuff that you can find, you know, at basically any store yep. like Spencer's. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is, you know, like the Barnes & Noble sections where it's like, like, you can have 12 different authors, authors writing about the same thing and have 12 completely different opinions. Yep. Right? Yeah, and that's the difference between New Age witchcraft and traditional witchcraft. That's the big one of the big differences is Oops. because everybody's wanting everybody's wanting uh, to get their their opinion out there, you know. Yeah, and and that's that. But well, I mean, and then there's definitely I ran into so many books early on that just have like blatant racism in them. Wow. Oh yeah, you want me to break into that one, hun, so you can quote it directly? Because <laughs> there was this author that we picked up. I picked up two of her books. And in this one, she talks about white sage and uses for it, but doesn't even mention that they should only really be used by the indigenous community. Um, we have no. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> that is okay. So not true. That's that's one of her subjects. Though. That's, that's one one of what I've subjects. been taught. So <laughs> yeah, no. That's the, and this is this is getting your information online. Yeah. Okay. Because as an indigenous person. As someone that has studied forever, a white sage was not used by all indigenous people. It was native to basically Southern California. Southern California. Um, Southern California. So, um, uh, and it wasn't, not all tribes in Southern California actually even use a smoke cleansing or a smudge. Okay. Up here at Sweetgrass. Sorry. Where that came from is in the early 1970s, um, an older gentleman um, actually uh, an older gentleman wrote a book on spiritual practices of, of native people he was Lakota and he called what they use white sage which is actually purple 
sage bush. Okay. So it's it's not it's everybody uses something different. And All it, traditions aren't the same. And it's a fairly recent like like obsession. It's like it's like we you know okay like you know they'll they'll change it up you know well they'll, they'll be like yeah we have an issue with white with the white sage and then they'll be like okay we have an issue with you know people using sweetgrass yeah. now you know all yeah. of a sudden it's like. It's like, it's a whole roller coaster, but anyways. Yeah, it is. It's a roller coaster, but that's not true. Okay. You use what you want to use. Well, thank you. I did not there know that. <laughs> yeah, no. Your practice is your practice. Yeah. And what one person, what everybody is screaming about cultural appropriation is actually appreciation. Right. Because I wouldn't... You're not, you're not going around saying you're Native American. No. Yeah. Okay. So. No, I'm Filipino wearing kimonos with dreadlocks. If right. If I'm anything, I am definitely... Yeah. Not making a lot of people happy. <laughs> it's, and, and that's just, that's, like I said, that's the difference between doing, um, doing uh, internet study and not face-to-face -face study. Yeah, for sure. I did a whole thing on my, my on a podcast about the different cultures, that oh. we are not all the same culture. I'm half Cherokee Indian, I'm half Eastern Band Cherokee which are removed from the Oklahoma Cherokee. So it's a different, yeah. same, same genetics, different tribes. Gotcha. So it's, we're all different. Every 650 different stories, 650 different tribes, 650 different traditions. Yeah. We're not all the same. So just, just that's not a lecture that's just yeah. letting you know that, Thank you. that what she wrote is correct. Okay. That's good and to know. It's not an in it's not a finite source. You can actually grow white sage on your own. You can sell yeah, they sell seeds. You can mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not a finite source like they said. Okay. Yeah. No, that's just that's just a hot button topic. So anyways, yeah. That's yeah. So and I've read we've read another one of her books. The the, the, green, yeah, the green one. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. Yeah, we've read that one. Yeah. So um this is and so we're gonna move on. <laughs> what I'm interested to find out what the word pagan means to you guys. Yeah, because to, to give it a little bit more preface, we've noticed that like there's a lot of people don't seem to recognize the distinction between witchcraft and paganism, and the fact that you can be a witch and not be a pagan. So we're wondering what pagan actually That's means to you. Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I would say pagan for me is more <coughs> of a lifestyle choice to try and live in a way that's maybe not done, like, particularly with Norwegian stuff. Like, I know a lot of people have gone back to trying to live in a more remote area, kind of clan-like, which I identify with a lot. I would love that. So I try and lead my life in a way that's a little more true to older sources, I guess, for how living can be. Okay, like traditional living? Yeah, less technology, more connecting with the earth, and trying to help people just because it's the right thing to do, not okay. because I'm going to get anything from it. There you go. Yeah, Pagan? I feel like, and I'm, and I'm, it's hard because I'm logical mm -hmm. and you know that, yeah. so like the definition <laughs> of pagan in the Webster's Dictionary would be something, and I'm going to paraphrase, to like the old ways of a certain culture. 
and and I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Actually, you extended that definition by about a sentence. <laughs> really? Literally, the, the, in the Oxford Dictionary, the definition is basically uh, any religion that is not of the main world religions. Okay, okay. And some people say more specifically any religion that is not Abrahamic. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, the, the, the three main Abrahamic. So main for, Abrahamic, because everybody has their, their little tendrils. Yeah. yeah. So. so similar to you, then, it's like going back to your roots, but in a more spiritual sense. Yeah. That's what pagan would mean to me. Okay. Okay. Um, and do you consider yourselves pagans? I certainly do. I try my best how I can to honor the older ways of how I would prefer to live, even if I can't at the moment. I'm fighting it, I noticed. Yeah. We're, we're working really hard. Just so everybody knows this, we're working really hard to get Sina out of her head. Yeah. <laughs> There, I, I'm used to um, being judged all the time. My, growing up, that was constantly something as being a cho trophy child, I guess is the best way to put it. Oh, God, Beauty yeah. pageant girl. Um, and then I went out on my own and did crazy things and made <laughs> myself in the limelight. And so I'm, I'm always afraid of, like, if I use a prefix, yes, I am pagan, someone's going to be like, oh, you're a horrible person. And I'm like, it's really not. I understand so hard. <laughs> okay, so in, in that light, are you, do you believe in um, gods? Yes. Yes, I do. Gods and goddesses. Yes. yes. Are there gods and goddesses that you revere, or a god, singular, or, or a goddess, singular? Yes. Yes, there are several for me. Okay. Can you... Um, <laughs> I work very heavily with Hades, Persephone, um, several others like Sigyn, Loki, and Grabota has recently come into my practice, which has been a lot. <laughs> She's got very big energy. But yeah, they've all helped me since I've started my practice, just kind of rediscover who I was because I buried most of myself under everybody's expectations of what I should be and they were like no it's okay you can just be you yeah. and it's taken a lot to get here but it's definitely been worth it it's it's a really hard journey and we're working with that <laughs> yes <laughs> and I mean I still struggle with it a lot sometimes of like it doesn't matter what people think as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're happy. That's, it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. 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 And in, um, in what we try to do is we want to break down that stigma. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's as, as, a, as students, mm -hmm. as learning uh, your place in your religion, mm -hmm. so on and so forth, um, uh, it's really hard to do because it's not one of the main Abrahamic religions. Yes. Mm -hmm. and it's not mainstream. And one There's of the no that churches. Are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, not trying to offend the, the Christian in the room here, but like a lot of pagans have issues with like uh, what, what I like to call latent Christianity, which is they feel guilty mm -hmm. about not having Christian views, basically. Like ha being polytheist, they feel like it's like awkward, you know, or it's not right because... I could have swore I said that to you on our first yeah. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and we 
have we even have a podcast that we really like go on a rant about how other pagans are really bad about not accepting Christianity, but yet yeah. your the modern pagan witchcraft beliefs are Christian. Yeah. Right. A lot of them are. Yeah. Christian yeah. in base. Yeah. So we have a whole rant on that. Oh, I could go on for yeah. a minute you about that. You want to listen like, to this podcast. It is amazing, <laughs> I promise. We, we often have debates about that yeah. just and, here. because you know, It's even down to, like, you know, even specifically magical practices. Like, there's a huge history of just straight-up Christian mystical yeah. practices, like, recorded. Yes. And, you know, thousands yeah. of years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the mysticism and the beauty of just... The magic of faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. It's the magic of faith, yeah. and that's my that's my personal opinion, and that's what I rant about. Which is even a, in its own right a type of magic. It's referred to yeah. as thergy. It's basically working towards your manifestations through basically communing with God. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but Absolutely. I also feel like there's a bit of a problem for a lot of pagans who maybe feel like they can no longer believe in God if they're no longer going to be Christian. So they kind of rebel against it, but that's not necessary. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But you can't get them. Uh, yeah. The, and it's, it's, I hear so much and I read so much about people call, saying how traumatizing Christian, the Christian belief has been to them. But I have, I find it very difficult because I've been through seminary, mm -hmm. I'm ordained, and all of that. But, you know, uh, tried to fit in that Christian box for years. Didn't work. But I, I have an issue with everybody saying how traumatic their life has been because of Christianity. Because I can't believe that that many people, hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands of millions of people, have been beaten by Christian people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Actually, funny enough, that kind of ties into my own personal soapbox and why I don't really mind any comments about latent Christianity. It was for those reasons that I personally didn't choose to serve Christ until I was an adult. That was actually three or four years ago now. There you go. I, up till then, was consistently bullied by the Catholic children that I grew up around. Oh, I'm sorry. I was consistently bullied by the Catholic children I grew up around because me and my brother were both raised outside of a church and didn't believe in God. We hadn't even heard of the word. So we got ourselves a Bible and we poured over it end to end, read every word, and then we went back to those Catholic kids and we pointed out all of the heresies in the Catholic church. <laughs> and then we got beat up more, but then they stopped talking to us. So it all worked Ooh. out really well. There you go. I, I actually, I go. have a friend who's really big into, like, the fifth dimension and the third eye and the stuff like that. He recently got baptized as a Mormon, and I found out it was because he wanted to solidify, in his mind, his relationship with God. And I was like... Okay. Is this name, yeah. is this name Julian? No, it is not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in, in fear, in fear of fighting the friend who is going to eventually wander across this podcast, I'm not going to say it. Oh yeah, I got, okay. I got so, a buddy. However, you got into yeah. this kind of stuff to justify drug use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and your gods. 
Um, Are you I still searching? yeah no I okay. think I think I've settled and I think I've gotten uh, a really close relationship with Bodhidharma, okay. and um, I really feel a lot strong with Frigg. Okay, there you nice. go. Nice, nice. I love the blending of uh, a polytheist. Yes, <laughs> and I gods are gods for a reason. It's we should be choosing our gods, in my opinion, and podcast there too because it was a rant um, <laughs> that you should be choosing your gods and your religion in your own you want to make yourself a physical embodiment of the aspects that they present to you mm -hmm. rather than you know I can't fear my gods yeah yeah you know, that's that's my thing I can't so many people fear you know their gods I can't do that. I want to embody Ganesha's uh, remover of obstacles. Yeah. The the bringer of, of love and happiness. That kind of stuff. I mean... Um, and, well, Bridget's just like the, the total badass. Yeah. She does everything. <laughs> From firework to water. Everything. So, for me, for her, is basically because I am so eccentric and so eclectic that I do everything she does anyway. <laughs> yeah. So as far as her her goddess standing over her cra the crafts, animals, birthing, <laughs> all of that. I do that anyway. So that's that's my my blending is modern day people would call that a midwife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do something very similar with Persephone. I find I identify a lot with a lot of her characteristics and I just try and embody the ability to stand for myself but not crush others in the process mm -hmm. and but also be able to I've done a lot of work with like older people and trying to help them move over as they die uh, which has too. been really fulfilling for me and she helps me a lot with that, just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Whereas my gods have just kind of been handed to me my entire life, and I didn't even realize it until I started studying them. Yeah. The charm I Same. wear, the charm I wear is from Frigg to Odin. It's a traveler's charm, and I traveled a lot <laughs> of my younger life. And I've had Bodhidharma in my room since before I can remember, and you'll most see him as the little Dharma dolls from Japan mm -hmm. where you have to color in their eyes. And I, again, I didn't realize that I've had these two around me forever. I mean, that was <laughs> the same thing with Persephone. Uh, I, as I was like maybe 10 years old, and I got really into Greek mythology, but her specifically, and I just read everything I could find, and you know, I was randomly smelling pomegranates and all these kind of things, but I still missed it because I was a kid, but it was nice to be able to look back on my life and go, wait, they were kind they were of there the there. whole time. They were always there. They were always there guiding me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that brings us to, do you do ritual? Most, mostly once a week when I can remember to set aside the time for it. Same. <laughs> I do try and do a bit every week, but I'm very scatterbrained and going to school, so if it doesn't happen, it doesn't, but I do try. Okay, so in your ritual practices, do you take 
the step-by-step by rote structured structured approach or do you just out damn spot and that's your ritual i wouldn't call it structure for me through and and as you were saying involve your children i have three um, my oldest is four, and she has taken to wanting to light the candles and the magic stick, which is incense <laughs> to her. And she will run around the whole house with that thing of incense and, like, just be happy the whole time. And, and while she's got the incense and I have the candle, I sit and I say my little doohickey, and I put my candle up where it can burn freely mm -hmm. away from the kids, and... I mean, I let her have the incense stick, but eventually she brings it back. <laughs> uh, See, kids are kids are huge energy. Oh yeah, huge energy to to bring to a ritual. I do actually involve my cats quite a lot in my rituals and my divination. Um, I also um, uh, 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 just lost the words. Yeah, I do kind of try and structure it a little bit when it comes to what herbs and stuff I'm using, but otherwise it's very haphazard and just wherever my intuition guides me to where it needs to happen. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah um, I, that was just it, it, we, one yeah. of the questions I have because most things that are passed around through the internet and on Facebook and stuff, that's all wicked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was interested in finding out if you stand with that Wiccan ritual dogma or whether you just make up your own and go for it. I just make well, up my own and go for remember it. Remember how I was telling you I did the work on, on figuring out what I put into my bread? Mm -hmm. I actually made four loaves of grounding bread today. Nice. <laughs> and nice. it was nice. it was super difficult because I wasn't sure what what things I could give my daughter and her friend to do. <laughs> but eventually we got, you know, the flour in the bowl, the egg on the floor, I mean, <laughs> on the bread. <laughs> yeah. the, the reference to out damn spot is I have a very dear friend that's passed on and she was one of my favorite witches ever. And her whole idea on ritual is she would go winter shins, out damn spot. <laughs> and that was go by that feel. Was it. it feels right. You do That's it. That's it. I kind of want to take that into my own and and do it when I'm having a bad morning and I'm stir my coffee. I'm <laughs> sure Miss Alice would say, "Go for it," because that was her whole take on it. Well, the reason that question that would made, help. It, made it into this whole questionnaire too is because it's a big thing in the online presence in our communities to basically like a lot of people require structure. Like they constantly asking like yes. does anybody have a ritual does anybody have a spell yeah they have like reference material it's like a lot of people feel Demand the need it. to have this structure this, written out the structure script. and yeah and that's what that's what wicca as a religion provides yeah um so and i, I don't have any problems with anybody mm -hmm. choosing to do whatever in their practices whatever makes you comfortable however you can can get the food, the spiritual food that you need is okay with me. I'm, I'm good yeah. with it. So, but it was just a question mark because I know that you're online a lot and you're not so much. No. <laughs> so I was just curious as to that. Uh, I was initially really off put by the super structured spells that I found because it really? felt like. 
Only because I it felt like, like wow, these are cool. I couldn't add anything that felt right, I felt like. Because it's already all right there, whereas I prefer kind of a bit of interpretation kind of thing where yeah. I can add a different thing if I feel it's going to work better. So then why not take a structure and kind of make it your own? Kind of what we did. Yeah, that that's is kind of what, what I've been doing. <laughs> like we read through all of their instructions and went, that's good, but we don't have most of that crap, so we're going to have to improvise. I also yes, really, I, yeah. I, I don't understand and I don't like saying, so mote it be. Oh, yeah, it feels so <laughs> awkward. Right? Like, you got to write your own poetry and incantations, One of the biggest arguments that I have gotten in online was me telling someone who was asking for a specific spell, and everybody's saying, go to this book and do this one. I'm like, I think it would be a better solution for you to learn to write your own. Mm -hmm. Because it's your intent. When you're reading someone else's spell, doing their steps, exactly. you're doing their intent, yeah. not your own. That's my personal opinion. And boy, did that blow up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really agree with that, because if you're doing somebody else's spell, even if you're trying to work it towards your intent is I feel it's going to be less effective yeah, because you like yeah, yeah you didn't put in all the work to actually tailor it how it needed for the situation exactly. yeah and you don't need to write poetry to do it no nope. you don't have to rhyme nope <laughs> if 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 that makes you feel better to have everything rhymey rhymey great I think but it doesn't have to be like that working on the warding spell has been rather difficult. I, I'm gonna admit, I went online and I looked up a, a lot of different things and none of them had, I know, and none of them had any well, like actual everything. words. <laughs> everything was just like, if your intention is this, then you might try this. And then I go to a different website. Well, and then there, again, there's no worded structured spell. It's just like, you're gonna wanna cleanse yourself. You're gonna wanna cleanse your space. And I'm like, I know all this already. Like, <laughs> what, do, what do I say? Let's see, that's part of her problem because she needs to get out of her head. She overthinks literally everything in her life. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay, so then we need to work on you to get you out of your head. Because you need to go with what's in your heart and your gut rather than what's in your head, especially where magic is concerned. That's been a big thing for my divination, actually, is just trusting what I'm feeling when I see the cards. Yeah, don't second guess yourself. Yeah, because initially I miss, I did readings for <laughs> Persephone and Loki, like I asked for specific signs, and then I completely missed them because I was overthinking it. Exactly. Yeah. That's and why I don't do readings for myself. That, yeah, no, I, that's <laughs> something that I don't advocate for, but Dustin, one of Dustin's pet peeves is, why do you check your tarot cards with your oracle cards? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know so oh, I saw that. I know so many people that will literally do a tarot reading and then they'll go like, okay, well just to make sure my tarot cards actually work, I'll do, I'll throw runes. So here's, see if I get the same thing. So. here's a good question. Have you ever <laughs> seen anybody shuffle multiple decks together in the same big old pile and then pull cards like that? I've seen that on TikTok and that's, that's when I came to you going, why would somebody do that? See my eye twitching? Yes, I see your eye twitching. <laughs> I was going to say that my eyes kind of twitching. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, this girl, she's like, Whatever comes out of this deck is what you need to hear today. And she starts 
haphazardly shuffling and I see a tarot card come out and I'm like okay and then I see another tarot card come out that doesn't quite look like the same design as the other and then I see the the moon oracle card and I'm like I have that deck why is she using ca different cards <laughs> yeah. well, see, and like, the, the issue there though is like okay especially with tarot you've got 78 freaking cards is that not enough for you that is way like, too many how cards how detailed of an answer do you freaking right? need like, mm -hmm. and like, on top of that, it's like, what happens if you start pulling doubles? Right? <laughs> that's <laughs> confusing. Then it yeah. means that that's what you focus on. <laughs> well, you should be, you should be able to do just a simple three card spread and get what you're supposed to focus on. Yep. Yeah. yeah, most of the time, I don't go over three cards, and if I do, it's only up to five because I'm usually overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> I did five cards for one person. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I just cool. did a huge reading about a family member last night, and it took three decks because we went like childhood, midlife. I was like, damn, this is so much information. See, I think the furthest I ever went was five cards, and it was to... <sighs> this is stupid. My husband called me one day and was like, I have an ominous, lumen, looming ominous feeling. Can you please help me figure out what it is? I was like, if you really want, I can just consult the cards. And he's like do it and so I pulled three and he's like I don't understand I was like I, I can pull another one if it helps and he's like do it and I did and I said it and he didn't understand and I'm like here take this and I gave him one more card and I told it to him he's like I don't understand I'm like so here's what all five of these are telling you <laughs> yeah. I mean like there are certain situations like I personally have three decks of playing cards and the way I justify that is like they all have different feelings. I have like, thirty-seven yeah. playing card decks. <laughs> I have so many playing cards. <laughs> yeah. I have I have none that are actually specific for divination, but I've always wanted to learn. I was gonna say I do really want to learn the uh, just a regular deck yeah. for divination because it's... I do have that same experience of like all of my regular playing cards feel different from each other. Yeah, like, like I'll only play this one if I'm playing Rummy against my mom because this is like my good luck one against her. <laughs> like I, I have one that's literally just kind of uh, it's more humorous but lighthearted, and then I have one that is more for like serious situations, and then I have one that is literally just kind of like a joke deck, which. Yeah. So I, I I feel that it's safe to say we all do divination. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. I was like, that was the next that's question. the next question. <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's not integral. It's not a hinge-pin piece of being yeah. a pagan or, or being witch. in witchcraft. And pagan and witchcraft aren't always together either. Mm -hmm. But divination is not always part of someone's practice. Yeah. Would you have to so. Then I have a question about people who think they're witches, and I put that in quotations on purpose, um, who have done spells and have that feeling that they were natural born. Do you, what do you seem on that? <laughs> I have a friend, and then I'm going to explain it to her. Right, <laughs> we'll do that another time, but I'll yeah. explain the story. I have a friend who went to her friend's house who was having an anxiety attack. She made her write all the things down on a piece of paper that was upsetting her, had her take it out to the backyard, burn it, and then drop it and stomp on it, and the next day she felt better. 
I'm just like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, magic. but like then she comes to me and goes, a, you're pagan, right? Kissing, Am I a witch? Kissing, kissing a little kid's knee and putting a band-aid on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I carry a box of band-aids with me when I go to the park because every child there, That's right. if they yep. fall, you'd be like, can I give your kid a band-aid? And their day is instantly better. That's right. And that's what sympathetic <laughs> magic is. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. And it, it's not something, but the, the, the delineation I say there is that it's not something that you just do and leave. Yeah. Okay. And see, like, that comes up to, like, an article that we just recently saw, like, I read through it very briefly. I don't think you actually read it, but it's basically the difference between being a witch and just practicing witchcraft, right? Like, because you can make the claim that they're totally separate things. Like, you can you can practice witchcraft, you can do spell work, and technically not even be a witch. Like, because a witch involves like the whole basically thing. Like, yeah. It's you know in for a penny, in for a pound kind of situation. Similar yeah. to the story I was telling you that I listened to the other day, where. Uh, Christian people of an older century decided that other people living next to them, their neighbors, were witches. So they essentially made a spell jar and put it underneath the house and got rid of the person. Right. <laughs> I'm like, do they not realize that what they literally just did was Is, witchcraft? Yeah. Right. Well, there are tons and tons. But oh like, yeah. As like, my history degree goes on, mm -hmm. I've found so many where I'm like. You realize you just did this thing you were hating on that guy for. My favorite one is the voodoo doll. I love the voodoo doll because there mm -hmm. was a Christian guy who didn't like his neighbor's person next door. So he made a very intricate doll that looked identical to that one and then threw it in the fire. And then a few days later, the other guy died. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> one of my favorite examples of this whole situation is, have you guys ever heard of the... It's Pennsylvania Dutch and they do this thing called powwowing. Yes. Okay. No. Isn't it it's straight up witchcraft? Yes, absolutely. Right? It's they're like extremely Christian and like everything else, but like they do straight up witchcraft. Like like down to like making like potions and spell jars and like, you know, hiding them in places like they do like wardings for like areas, locations and stuff like that. Like retaliation spells, the whole thing yards. Like Well that actually brings up uh a thought for me which was my mom when I was a kid she originally introduced me to divination when I was about 10 and I still have that deck but uh she doesn't consider herself a witch even though she does do yeah, she's correct yeah. yeah she's like I don't consider myself a witch even though I do divination and things like that well right. see that's like Okay, like put it into the more modern like Christian examples like just because someone prays because they're having a shitty day does that make them Christian? No. Exactly. Like, it's the same freaking thing. If, you, if you're having a shitty week and you're just like, I just want answers, so you pull out your tarot deck and go for it, that doesn't mean you're a witch. That doesn't even, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be in a covenant with any deity to speak to them. Or exactly. Them exactly. Question, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Make a request. Exactly. I've always <laughs> been solitary uh, after, well, I should say I was solitary after my family passed. Um... But my opinion, and even as I was being taught, if you cannot stand on your own, you cannot bring anything to a group. Mm -hmm. That's just... Yeah, I feel like that, that, that could be said in any relationship, though. Yeah. Not just in, in absolutely. groups. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, this is the, the next question is the big one for me, because this is, like I said, this is the point of our entire 
podcast and us starting uh, our three or thing together and, and all that stuff yeah. is, uh, but just to hear it from community members and stuff like that is how important do you guys believe community is? Like the actual ability to get together in like physical groups and stuff like that and talk about just whatever. Like how important do you think that community is? I feel like, like it should be, it's really important to me personally because I learn best by talking to other people and getting different ideas that I can then kind of think of on my own. So I really love going and meeting with other witches and just talking with them. Yeah. Without that, I never would have figured out that the stuff that I practiced as a child with just trying to help my brothers feel better after we beat each other senseless in the backyard so that nobody <laughs> cried and alerted our parents was apparently energy work and that we'd all learned manifestation as children just, oh, yes. just by being taught philosophy and taught mm -hmm. how to think about things. And yep. I feel like community is something that's highly underrated in witch communities because everybody wants to do it their way and somebody else is doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Where I agree that community is definitely necessary, I fear that a lot of people find it off-putting. Because sure. community can also mean covenant, can yeah. also mean indoctrination, can yeah. also mean you doing things you don't want to do. Yeah, so and we're trying to get away from point. that, yeah. but at the same time, like, if you go, hey, we're a part of a community, people automatically go, you're pagan and in a community, you guys are no. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and like that's that's why we always talk about this. Where it's it's not our goal to really try to teach people. Like I said, we offer a space to have these conversations. That's our entire For goal. open conversation. Like, like if I love the, that. Like yeah, the, like, I love that. We will ask like, is there a topic you guys want to talk about? And then we will basically just open the floor to that conversation. But we try to just host a place for conversation, and I feel like that's incredibly important because even. Us, like, I mean, we practice with each other, but, like, we are overall solitary practitioners. Yeah. But, like, community's hugely important because it's, I mean, safety in numbers. It's we can advocate for whatever we want to advocate for as a group. Like, yeah. Know, Wait, then, I completely agree that, like, I completely understand what you're saying where you group together and then people get uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But I definitely feel like the way you guys do it where it's more open form and just like basically hanging out. Mm -hmm. Come have coffee and talk about this subject. Right? <laughs> it allows people to get new ideas out there and maybe learn something new without the weird feeling about it because, well, we're a group. Yeah, and that's, that's why, like, we don't push a single system. Like, like, we are witches and stuff like that, and we are definitely re very religious pagans, but, like, like we will never be like, oh, well, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everyone no, has their own way. That's yeah. Really like, that's yeah. how you do your thing. If you want advice from somebody that's been doing it, like, for 80 lifetimes, I'm here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if... I'm not going to tell you that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Because there is no wrong. Yeah, I definitely dislike that about the online community of everybody telling everybody else they're doing it the wrong way. Exactly. Well, why is it wrong if it works for what I needed? Yeah. Yeah. And see, <laughs> and that's, that's it in a nutshell, is your intent is your magic. Mm-hmm. And as far as your question, and I, we want, I want to do a whole podcast on this one about... Can I come back? Yeah. So yeah. About being, being born... <laughs> 
a witch. Mm -hmm. You are born with magic. There are people that are born magical. Mm -hmm. There are people that are not. You can learn all the steps through witchcraft. And you can learn to manipulate energy. But to be truly, truly magic, it's you're, it's, you're born with it. I mean... That brings up something me and you I want to mention something real fast. Yeah. The entire time you were talking, that whole stream of incense was nothing but straight. I know. She was very direct in what right. she was saying. Well, yeah, and it's super important that, that people understand that, that, that you can find magic anywhere and you can learn to manipulate energy. There yeah. it goes again. <laughs> but when... People are truly magic. They're born magic. We were just talking about this the other night, which was, I remember very distinctly as a very young child being able to kind of remove the pain from my mom's body because she experiences a lot of physical pain throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And I kind of helped balance it out by taking some of it. As a child, I did not realize that that was like energy working. Yeah. yeah. But exactly. it, it really saved my mom to keep going through all the pain to have somebody just take even a sliver of it. Absolutely. I'm an energy pusher. I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And unless I actually open it up and do it, it's hard for people to understand what I can do. I can literally make a full circuit through you with my own energy. Yep. I can attest to that. I felt it a few times. <laughs> so it's it's something that I've been able to do my whole life. That's why children are drawn to me. That's why animals are drawn to me. And why does that thing go straight every time I talk? I know. I'm sorry for pointing it out. I'm so sorry. I mean, but that's uh, something I've been able to do is of taking people's pain. I've done that as long as I can absolutely yeah, remember. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, about yeah. energy work and what we're designated to do. Now, see, you and I have discussed that I feel I'm ready to go with energy work. Yes. Um, I have never had those kinds of experiences in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And if I have, I clearly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I feel like I'm, I'm super drawn to because mm -hmm. it's something that... It's the unknown for me. It's the, I don't, I've never felt that before. I want to know what that feels like, yeah. you know, not just gotta, through someone else. But we got to get her, get her out of her head first. Yeah, yeah that one's, so, that's fun. So I'm stuck drawing pictures yeah. for the next month. <laughs> you do got to be careful with that though, because for a long time I took way too much that's from people. Why I'm, that's why I'm really glad to have her as a teacher, yeah. because she's going to make it so that I start slow and not just dive in head first and yep. then end up I'm on like, the floor. okay, that's not what I told you to do, back, back. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> wish I'd had a this teacher. Is what I want I mean, you to I do. Thought I, I thought I did decent. Like, <laughs> I was able to show you how to build walls and actually normally. I can make a bubble yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> that did help, but for a long time I had nothing, man. So that leads into our last question. Yeah, last question. That was a very good segue, and that is, uh, what are you guys working towards in the future? In your in future. Your, in your not community-wise. Yeah. Your magical practices. In my current future, I want to do energy play. In my farther off, because we've discussed it, I really want to learn how to use a crystal ball. Okay. Because every time I go to your house, I get lost. 
<laughs> in those darn things. And they're just sitting in the open going, stare at me. <laughs> um, I have currently been working a lot on um, osteomancy, which I've... What's that? Uh, bone throwing. Okay. And I've always felt really drawn to that, so I've started that recently. In the future, is that like the, the divination where they toss the bones and yeah. you read them? Okay. Uh -huh. In my future, I'd really like to get into um, mirror scrying and uh, like crystal she said, crystal, crystal balls. balls. I really, I really enjoy uh, scrying in general, but my ass gonna get lost if I ain't careful. <laughs> That's what she did. We had to pull her back. Yeah. A couple it times. Was, it was yeah, a couple times. It was in a, a stone. Mm -hmm. She completely got. Yeah, I totally, um, it was an Apache's tear. An Apache tear. And she's like, hold it up to the light, you can see through it. I went, wow. And then she just literally blanked out. <laughs> and then I handed it back to her and I instantly just started bawling. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm crying here. Have your pretty rock back. <laughs> well, scrying is something that I teach because it's, what I, it's one of the things I do. So, yeah. So that's something that I do and something that I teach. And Dustin is ready to go onto his mirror. We've worked on nice, yay, water glasses. Yeah. That was kind of a creepy experience too. <laughs> I have also been feeling the pull lately to, in the future, when I'm ready for it, get into justice magic. What's that? It's. From my understanding, kind of helping get justice for other people or even yourself. That one, big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Uh, unusually, because I actually took the whole "you're supposed to let the Holy Spirit teach you everything you need to know" thing literally from the Bible, and since then I've been getting. A lot of directives that seemed a little antithetical to typical Christianity, like, perform this ritual. Which I had to sometimes get a redirect to the Bible of God saying, do that to people in the Old Testament all the fucking time. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, so this is, so then what? what's the whole ban on witchcraft? And I would imagine it's literally just a ban on the way the Canaanites practiced it that just got grammatically mistranslated over time. Well, I mean, how many times has that thing been edited and redacted right. and, and edited again? We're not going to talk about the King James Version here. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> let's, let's just, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. list. So, well, at least you'll never run out of content. Right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Absolutely. And I'm going to be going um, YouTube real soon. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I would love to come back because yeah. it's been fun. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, me too. I yeah. miss talking to you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we're I like, know. Were these the ones? Oh. Were these the ones that were gonna be there? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But we were dumbass <sighs> by that. Yeah. Point. Yep. Yep. I I yep. usually end up recently showing late to my lessons, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry, things and kids. Yeah, things and kids. Things and kids. Life happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. School has been. Whew. Testing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, uh, I'm out of questions. I think that's about a good place yep. to end this that's on. That's a good place to end it. And yep, because we're on, on an hour. Yep. Sweet. So, yeah. thank good. you guys. We'll do this again soon. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yep. Ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.
Bye. <laughs>